This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Here Goes 313 Salon is where you need to go to get the love, care, and attention needed to grow and fashion your natural hair. Call 313-320-7890. You're listening to the My Hair is Natural podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. So we actually went natural. Well, I actually went natural. Um, just learning about um, my, it started with Queen of Four or reading natural books on how to eat well or how to eat to live. That was with the uh, Nation of Islam. I got that book. And then I um, was introduced to Heal Thyself by Queen of Four. So my whole thing was like, okay, wow, healing yourself inside out and knowing your um, body. So which the more I read, the more I found out the chemical treatments wasn't good. The coloring that I was doing, my hair looked healthy, um, but it wasn't my natural state. And I noticed at the age of 20 something that um, my hair, I never knew what my natural hair was like. And I started to see all these different women um, in New York um, with natural hair that wore it really nice in different salons that that served the natural hair. So I started to look into transitioning styles. Um, and I ended up getting into the braids with the Africans. And um, I got my hair braided, and it was pretty tight. And it was it wasn't the look I wanted. And then I saw Maxine um, on Living Single and found out that she got her hair done at the Red Creative Salon in New York. And um, I went there and I got yarn twist, yarn braids, and I, I fell in love with that style. And when I saw myself like that in the extension look, I ended up getting to see myself and getting to see my new growth come out. And my natural hairstylists was loving it. They just was talking about my texture. They liked my hair. And so that was my journey. You know, it was a... Uh, it was hard because you still had to find a proper hairstylist. Um, you really couldn't go cheap with it. In New York, it really wasn't a cheap experience um, at all. The natural hair game was really, so it was hard to find someone that can do your hair without breaking your pockets. Um, so that's where I started with mine. And mine, I was noticing my hair wasn't as healthy. It would get to a certain length and then it will break off. I always have hair down to my back, like bra strap length, but then it will break off and it was sometimes seasonal. So I YouTubed how to get my hair back healthy and all the natural hair popped up. And I was like, what, you know? Cause I never knew that I could have my hair in this natural state. I, that's, I grew up where you turn a certain age and it was time to get a perm. So, I started researching. I was like, wow, my, I can't wear my hair like this. I, I had no clue. So that's how I started mine. With, and I, I just did the big chop. Um, it was hard. But with that, it kind of helped me to embrace that I wasn't just, you know, completely. I was hiding behind that, that long hair. I, I, I realized that and then when I cut it off I felt so like wow you know I could almost do anything that's you, then, you got more freer yes right? mm -hmm. so the style what style did you wear when you before you got your hair natural um I wore a perm flat iron wrap I had the wrap for I, I knew how to wrap my hair in my sleep <laughs> I yes. wore it for so long so yeah I wore the wrap for like 25 years <laughs> Yeah, I wore the wrap too. I'm, I, when I went to college, uh, that was the go-to style because I knew I couldn't be able to get my hair done every week. So I did. Knew, I learned how to do my perm through getting my hair done for all these years and in college. And then I would uh, wrap my hair. And then we also had a girl that on campus that did our hair. So I wore that style until, and then I, you know, had to the bob mm -hmm. with the longer hair when I first moved to New York. and uh, Asymmetric look. The, the, well, it wasn't really asymmetric because all of this was even. It's mm -hmm. just this one came longer. So um, I guess that would be similar to that. Um, how, so, did, yeah. how did people treat you when you went natural? Uh, um, well, first of all, it was hard for me in the beginning to like, see myself like that because I never seen my hair like mm -hmm. natural. Um, and then when I was wearing it natural uh, with the comb coils, it was just like, wow, they be moving different ways. Mm -hmm. It was just hard to know see how did people. Oh, people, my, my, yeah, your family, my and family, your friends uh, and boyfriends and stuff. 
Luckily at that time, uh, my boyfriend, uh, he was okay with my hair natural. He liked it. Yeah, because you was in New York and it was more accepting in New York. Well, yeah, he worked with me through the whole thing. He was Trinidadian and all I could, you know, he was just like, whatever you want to do with your hair, if it's natural, you know, Mm -hmm. he was very like Bob Marley, natural like Mm -hmm. that. So it was easy with him, but it was me. And then when I came back home to Detroit, they treated you funny. That was hard. Like Mm -hmm. my cousins would be like, you know, like, what are you doing? Are you going to keep that? Like, uh, she, my cousin on this New York stuff. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with New York. I'm born and raised in Detroit. This is just wow. what I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of like, uh, as far as my family, uh, that was the biggest thing. Are you going to keep your hair like that? Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so, no, as far as my men are concerned, and when I was dating, I had, I had men, the, the boyfriends that I had, they were supportive to my hair. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. really pushed that away, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the, that was my major support system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I got treated in- funny, yeah, I got treated funny, and it, it really made me stronger, and it really made me transparent to the outside look of things, you know, down to the hair, the clothes I was wearing. It really taught me that if you don't you have to love yourself and accept yourself how you are and not worry about whatever they're going to think because they're always going to think some something so whether it be negative or positive i was getting a lot of because i went short and i was getting a lot of, and i moved just moved to detroit i'm from indiana and i was getting inboxes like are you okay and I was like, yeah, you know, and it was something new because I was so used to getting compliments, you know, and, and, you know, I posted my picture like, you know, and it was like, girl, my cousin called me way from Chicago talking about, are you, uh, you okay, Markeisha? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, they said you lost a lot of weight in your hair. And I was like, well, I'm watching what I eat now, you know, cause in our community being thicker is you know it's, better it's yeah, yeah it's everything yeah to have everything you know bam 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 but yeah it just taught me that i need to be comfortable and love myself and not worried about and just let people know i, I did it for because i wanted to that there's was nothing the wrong with me part. i'm not sick i'm good that's the hardest yeah. part guys is seeing yourself in the mirror and actually looking at a look that just was not acceptable mm-hmm. like it was the first thing we was to do as soon as that kink came out and we talked the, the community your hair nappy her hair good it's just it's just a way to rethink yourself so when i started like i call marcus garvey my grandfather but once i started to study his book it also said that we need to start looking at our culture and looking at our people and seeing the broad noses and the different looks the like beautiful, we have ethiopian yeah. to full range nose we have all different type of hair bdb whatever you want to say all of those hairs i like them because i know what to do with it so once we know how to deal with this beautiful hair that's connected to this awesome universe dna and all like it's just a beautiful holistic thing so believe me so now that we're dealing with the natural hair and we're trying to get natural now we're trying to eat and have a whole natural lifestyle the first thing we want to get rid of all is all aluminum products in your house. You can't cook in aluminum, aluminum anything. It costs Alzheimer's. It's not really good for us. Uh, oils that you need to get rid of. So we don't use corn oil, canola. Canola oil, vegetable oil. Um, you also just want to do your research on oils to see what kind of oils are really good. Um, there's they go back and forth depending on what's going on how they're being processed so um we're hearing now that grapeseed oil isn't as good as it was before um especially since it's in high demand now a lot of people are leaning towards just avocado and sesame oil while cooking so it's just best to do your own research um oil actually in moderation is the best you don't want to just have stuff saturated in oil um mostly sauteed yes sauteed um, and you can do some frying but light frying yes things that doesn't take that long to fry Mm -hmm. um uh, the 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 utensils that you use you want to make sure that they're 18 slash 8 stainless steel and cooking with that, you can also cook with copper. You can cook with, um, I think, stainless steel and copper. Um, 
terracotta, um, porcelain, glass. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, things. Uh, bamboo, uh, steamers. Yeah, those are really good to work with. Um, you know, cast iron was very popular oh, back in the day. Definitely so cast iron. You, that's just a You just have classic. to um, make sure you, you're treating it. Um, there is a process to treat it, um, baking it in the, the oven. With oil. With oil. So, yeah, just do your research on what's good to use. I'm a big fan also of wooden spoons and, and wooden cups. For, for certain things, though, because you know that wood do hold a uh, flavor, but yes. wood, but wood is good. It's um, actually uh, one of my favorites to to even drink your teas out of. It's something about wood that's that's really good. Um, but it also holds flavor. So depending on what you're using it for, um, uh, stainless steel. Um, I guess you can also use the plastic things, but I'm just really not a fan of plastic. But you can use it. Um, as far as, uh, I guess. Carry out stuff or? No, 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 not plastic. I'm talking mm -hmm. about plastic with your cooking. Like when we oh, use the uh, okay. plastic spoons. With, no. no. The spoons and stuff. Like you can, you know, the ones that hook up. You okay. got the spatula. They're, yes. they're, they're plastic mm -hmm. sometimes. I really like to use steel, but people still use plastic. That shouldn't be, that should be fine. I guess it has to be the type of plastic and how it's melting. And then um, uh, the next thing we'll be talking about how to shop for food um, for your refrigerator and get rid of all the things that's processed. So the whole thing, the whole key is we, it's levels to what you're gonna do. So now you live in a natural lifestyle, there's like a couple of levels to that. It starts off with leaving processed food alone and then start getting to whole food. So instead of getting a chicken that's already a patty or a pack of uh, like um, 20 uh, wings. A pack of 20 wings or a burger, hamburger meat that's um, already made and, and packaged versus you picking a whole piece and having the butcher blend it for you. So you'll know that you don't have at least 20 cows from different uh, cultures in one uh, thing. So we want to make sure that we're getting whole foods and we want to have a good relationship with a good butcher. You don't really want to trust Purdue and uh, Tyson. Uh, it's a corporation. They, uh, they, it's like they're mass producing the animals. So this is something that's not really uh, good. So you'd rather have a, uh, your animals treated a little better. They live in off the land. You know, people are tending to them. They're not stuck on top of each other. It's, it's like you really have to take out time to look at this, show it to your kids too, because the whole thing is we really want to reach the kids because. And through the adults, because mm -hmm. those are the ones we can we can change. Because I came out of vegetarian and was forced to eat meat because they like put that eat your meat. You ain't leaving this table to. Right. So I was forced to eat it, and now I'm addicted. And here I am scratching like a crackhead, wanting some chicken right now. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm, I digress. Um, you know, so you want to get whole everything so you want to get your vegetables and your fruit whole you want to try to like not do frozen if you can buy your own and and freeze it yourself is better so it's yes. like now we're we got to train ourselves to not buy processed anything so i know I'm a, it's, just, it's just real hard like ice cream it's already made mm -hmm. uh it's so many things that's already made. Yeah, but there's a great um, recipes for ice cream and yes ice cream to me is just cold and frozen. So I like to blend together some fruits. I like to add hemp seeds and some coconut, um, cream of coconut and make it kind of creamy. Yes. Um, only thing I have to do when I take it out the freezer, if I have it in there for a couple of days, is let it sit out for a couple of minutes and then I can scoop it. So. Yeah, no, definitely. So this is all we sharing is like, it's gonna be definitely, this is, this, this we're gonna definitely be talking about different uh, recipes, but what we really wanna do is just kinda like talk to you about the levels of it. So we know we got work to do, and so I'm, I'm not telling people to jump from this to, to, to electric, you know, like, cause it's a process, mm -hmm. you know, you will, you have to know how to detox. We have to work with each other on that. It's a, it's a way to do things, so you don't wanna, jump into things but just make the small changes like i started when my changes was doing um i got off of the red meat i did was down to chicken breast only the breast the wings is where they normally inject things so we love the wings but the wings is where the poison's at basically i know y'all like your flats uh, and your drums and but at the end of the day the best part of the 
of a chicken, a whole, I mean, um, a whole chicken that's halal would be the breast. Um, not the dark meat, people. I know you like the dark meat. But um, yeah, the breast is the best part. Then I ended up getting into fishes, and um, it was about the type of fish. Because yeah, when I first started tilapia, I'm thinking that's sophisticated. We got to get really out of that, thinking that this new stuff. We got to ask questions, because right. tilapia, stay away from it. Where did it you may as well be eating pork. It's no different. <laughs> so. Um, that's another thing. So I end up getting with the fish and doing uh, fish and chicken, and I turned everything white to brown. So I got rid of white rice, white rice into brown rice, and then I moved from uh, white sugar to um, agave and uh, molasses for iron, just different things. I started to turn that down. Then after I got off the meat, then you become, you can do the vegetarian thing. And when I first did the vegetarian thing, I got into the process part again. Because again, if you go and then you get the morning sausage, it's processed. Mm -hmm. And it's times that they do callbacks on that. So look, you know, I'm not trying to be too, but these are things that we got to look at. So eventually you want to try to get into making your own sausage, which this stuff gets easier <laughs> as you go, but it takes time. Yeah, it sounds hard, but as you, get into the, this lifestyle and it gets easier and easier and you just uh, kind of maintain it and do it just like you do how we've been taught to eat, you know, get up, get, take your chicken out the freezer, you know, so. Oh, the other thing, microwave, get, they gotta go. They gotta Microwave's go. gotta go. Um, the thing that I do love, um, I had end up buying these pots, uh, these, um, I buy these uh, plates, it's called Everyday Whites, and you can put them in the oven to the microwave, but we don't want to do that. Dishwasher, everything, so I can just take my plate, anything I want to cook or heat up, I put it in the oven on the same plate, and it's a hot plate, it don't crack or anything, so it's, it's certain dishes that's really good. What I normally do is go to high-end places, look at their stuff, and hope that hopefully fall, hopefully they fall through TJ Maxx or Marshalls, or <laughs> you know, I'll save up and save my coins and invest in that like I would anything else. What else? Shopping. You want to get into shopping in a um, grocery store, and yeah. So the grocery store where we get in trouble with, if you want to stay away from, you want to shop around the outskirts of the. <laughs> the, the everything is on the uh, the fresh fresh produce, um, oils. Everything is both basically on the outside. When you go inside the aisles is where you get in trouble unless you're going into the holistic, healthy, and they got that whole aisle for you. Mm -hmm. But most of the time in the aisles is where you find all your processed cookies, all your stuff, the mm -hmm. goodies. That's where, you know. So what we're trying to do is when you, um, as far as the staples in your kitchen, we was talking about getting, um, if you're going to do whole foods, start buying everything whole and nothing uh, processed have a relationship with um, a busher, a fisher, fishing place or something, you know, where you get your fish and produce versus kind of like mm, doing Purdue and Tyson. Um, as far as uh, getting your, your cabinets together, as far as uh, your rices and stuff, you want to try to get away from white and processed and reading the ingredients of what's negative and on the sodium um, content. Mm -hmm. um, you can also follow some different people on Facebook um, or Instagram. There's a lot of information out here that we follow where they have uh, products that we could, you know, or um, products that they recommend that's really good that don't have GMOs or don't have these different things that that's in the food that's killing us, really, right. in small doses. Yeah, you want to make sure you read your labels. I normally don't buy I don't buy any processed food at all anymore. Um, it took it took some while for me to get to that to that this level, but I normally don't buy anything unless it has um, like three to four ingredients. Like when I buy oil, it has to say just olive oil or grapeseed oil. Sometimes you could get uh, grapeseed oil that has different kind of mixes. I made that mistake once so I went to Gordon's and <laughs> I got some grapeseed oil and I was like hey this is a deal it's $12 and some change and then when I didn't read a label because it just said grapeseed oils and I bought it in because we mix oils at the hair salon um, especially made um, oils for our clients and LaDonna looked at it she was like that has canola oil in it too I was like what 
So you want to make sure I fall victim to this sometime when I'm in a rush and I, I my eyes get big because I think it's a deal and it's not. So reading your labels is very important. So you know what you're consuming. A lot of people are allergic to nuts now and um, a lot of places they you'll get an item and it's um, manufactured where nuts, nuts are and, made. Yeah. yeah, so it's not necessarily the nut. It's like the machines that it's made on. So you want to be aware of that, especially for children, because it's a lot of children with the nut allergies now. Yeah, and a lot of allergies. That's a, that again. If if it's something like that, that means it's been processed too. Yeah. Like so, because I know we can't make our own oil, but certain places, even though they say it's vegan or vegetarian, they might still use the same facility as a place that have fish, and then that's when we get the equalized recall backs on things because people are not clean and people are not happy, and um and that, and I know everybody understands about this or saw about the the new epidemic about the Popeyes and people. The food right. and how they put handling your food. People are not happy on these jobs. Mm -hmm. They're not. Um, they're not getting uh, the best anything. No pride. So this is where we feed our kids the corner store and that that processed food. And that's one thing that I have not done in years was eat fast food. And I still don't stop the fact of going to starters or anywhere else. The kitchens and people ain't happy at their jobs. I don't know what it looked like in the back. Right. So at the end of the day, we should really try to like collectively bring our families back and start cooking. It's really not that hard. I remember my mother, big mama, and they really kind of made everything. I mean, it was just a little bit of meat that they might go to the meat market and get the turkey smoked or whatever, the ham hocks or whatever. But for the most part, we picked our own peas and, you know, it's just time to kind of slow it down. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. there's faster ways of doing things too. You got blenders, you have different things, but now you can get your own grains. You can get, you can get these things and cook whole foods at home. And it's just, we gotta do better. Yeah, we do gotta do better. Um, just when you start doing it, it becomes simple, just like before. Um, shopping for produce has been an issue. A lot of people, they ask me, should I do organic or should I do, you know, I am guilty of not buying all organic, but there's information out there. There's a um, the PLU code on every fruit and vegetable. That's the price lookup code. So you can look this up and Google it. Normally with a five digit starting with nine means organic. Um, a four digit code, three or four means the produce probably was conventionally grown. So that's not organic. I have been successful, I think, in buying foods that with the code starting with the three or four and hasn't, haven't had any ill, you know, got sick or anything. But if you are interested in eating just organic fruits and vegetables, you want to look for the code, um, PL code starting with the nine. Well, recently it was something where, um, you know, employees being able to uh, ban uh, wearing your hair natural in the workplace. Um, right. Just recently, um, not maybe last year, Chastity Jones, uh, she was going for a job. She was totally qualified, and she was unable to get the job because they didn't want her to have locks. I mean, so they wanted her to get rid of her locks, and she refused, and so she decided she wanted to fight it, and she lost the case um, because they have a law where they changed it in 2016? 2016, yeah. Where, you know, employees have the right to refuse um, hiring people with braids, twists, um, or wearing their natural uh, hair. Yeah. But the one thing that the lawyer didn't cover is the fact that she didn't push, like, a religion. You know, um, Rastafarian, uh, Hebrew, Hebrews, they have a religion as well as Arabs. They can wear their... You, you know, they don't have to take off their Good garb right, because see. it's, you know, it's their religion. So uh, that's with the with being Rastafarian or Hebrew, if you bring that up, you, they can't really do that. But every job has a do they have an option of wanting to hire you or not. Um, 
but with, we're here, we're, now that there's more going on, you really want to make sure you want to work in a place where you're, they would accept it or yeah. accept you for being, as long as your hair is neat and healthy, it shouldn't be that way, but um, we're still somewhere fighting those, those things right now, but we also have a women that are doing well. I know you're mm -hmm. sad about it. And I know you really hate when that conversation comes up. When people, not, I don't want to say use it as an excuse, but it's, it's real. They, you know, certain jobs won't allow you, but there are a lot of professional women that work in the corporate world that's doing great things. And um, it's also a lady that used to do Stevie Wonder's hair and um, the Surgeon General, somebody has natural hair in the government. She's a black woman. I'm, excuse me, I'm, I'm at a loss of uh, name. her name. But um, they had to fight that too. So she was in the business of doing natural hair all the way in the 80s and making sure that um, you know, know that we can still go to work in corporate America and making sure that your hair looks good and you still could be natural without using chemical or weaves and more and more women um, are coming out of weaves because it's too much tension on the hair and they're doing this to fit into corporate America and their own hair is suffering. Their hair so, and their health is, yes. is suffering. And I think it's also important to, when you're applying for jobs, look at their um, everything, including their, you know, you want the employee the handbook statement yeah. and yes. the employee handbook. You know, you want to really go in detail before you even sign Yes, I'm. I'm gonna work here because there's things in handbooks that we don't read, and then you're looking, you know, like, wow, I can't wear a twist, you know, at work. I can't. So you want to just be aware of their policies. And then it's, it's also sad because we also have clients that they had a certain look when they get to get the job and then once they get the job they come out and they go ahead with their natural mm -hmm. um, and they were able to kind of keep their jobs because right. you already hired me and it's not in the handbook and saying anything about your hair they can get sued yeah. Um, no. Even even though that they have this law that, that that happened in Alabama, but it's not that doesn't mean that those laws go uh, all over the United States. And I think that it's important for us right now to be strong enough to stand together. And because our children, we want them to be free, literally mm -hmm. free to know their hair, do their hair and be comfortable in their own skin. Right. And it's a lot of people, even mixed cultures, we, we deal with um, um, mixed couples where they daughter hair, they want to come to us and learn how to do their daughter hair. They want their daughter to be natural. They mm -hmm. want their daughter to be okay with her natural hair and not feel funny that mommy's hair is straight. Right. And we also had another young lady, this is really hard because I think she was adopted yeah. um, into a family that's mixed. And um, her hair doesn't look like her mother's hair because her mother is black, but she has the curl, the, uh, more of a finer, curly texture. And her father is white, and his hair is straight. And then they live in a place where it's mostly white people, and she go to school and play basketball. And it was it was so hard and so stressful. She cried on the floor when we did her hair because she literally did not like her curl pattern. She wanted to really look like her friends and she really did not want to look different. And so it's just a, a thing that we have to change the image and I'm glad we're seeing more and more images of us wearing our hair natural and neat and nice. Like it's not looking like, excuse the term of buckwheat or just having your hair unkept. Anybody with unkept hair anywhere should you know if you come to work and your hair is matted even if it's straight but if you're looking neat and nice and you're keeping your hair in this natural texture and you look put together because i've seen a lot of professional women with their natural hair looking professional they they're put together well and they're natural so we just want to make sure that we're here to help the corporate people that's in corporate america to, to make your hair look good and, and together, but you want to make sure that you don't want to stay at a place that don't allow you right. to be natural. You should be making and looking towards moving somewhere else where you can be yourself on the job and be a proper representation of who you are if you want to wear your hair natural. That's why I think it's important when you're going for jobs. Come as you are. Don't, 
you know, change your look just in order to fit in. You want them to accept you exactly how you are. And if they treat you a certain kind of way and you're uncomfortable, it's not the job for you. You just got to accept that, you know. I, I, I strongly disagree with changing your whole overall look to get a job. It's that. almost like, I mean, they saying that you, if you a man and they say you got to wear makeup to work, you're going you're gonna to do that to keep the job? You know, of course not. You know, exactly. if you don't wear makeup, you don't wear. So it's like, so we also have to start getting, coming together as a group and supporting each other and fighting these laws to make sure we get freedom. We just can't talk about it or just say, I'm on this job and I'm corporate, so this is what I have to do and just yeah. do it. You know, you have to get some strength about yourself and then also you know maybe work into like creating your own way of making money yeah and that's where i i'm at with it like it i was in corporate um and uh, something that uh whoopi goldberg was talking about because this came up because of the case that happened with chastity jones in alabama one of the co-hosts on the show she has a daughter that she lets wear her hair natural as full, you know, and she stated that she don't even think she would have been able to get this job if her hair wasn't straight to be on The View. And um, she said, and I'm definitely, and then, you know, that's when Whoopi Goldberg was like, look at me. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, well, I'm not Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi said, I came into this industry like this. Right. So you might want to you know, stand firm, be confident in yourself, rock your look and be, you know, polished with it and just be good at what you do because you know we already have to be more anyway on any job. You have to be your best on anywhere you are. So just the way you carry yourself and the confidence of having it and, and taking care of your look and, and being great at what you do, mm-hmm. there's no way that they can, you know, people could refuse you. They want your skill. They want what you do. And that's the women that I've seen in the industry that, you know, has natural hair mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're rocking it and they're comfortable in their skin. And some employers just want that, especially if you have a great personality. That would, you know, so <laughs> a person that just will not want to hire you because you're natural and they're against that, they have a perception too. And um, there, some people perceive being natural as being aggressive, um, maybe being on a job and might not uh, conform to laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's also been a, a stereotype of us, you know, well, definitely being aggressive, knowing yourself and, you know, uh, conscious and, you know. What? <laughs> like being, uh, yeah, we have. You know, like me being natural, it's like, you know, they automatically have an assumption, you know, a, a preconceived assumption about mm-hmm. you. Like, you do love yourself and you're comfortable in your skin, and which right. it was a journey. I am comfortable in my skin. Yeah, it took, it, it, it took a while for, you know, both of us to get comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm newly locked for months, and I'm getting comfortable with this, and, and people asking me, you know, it just never stops. When are you going to go back to, are you going to cut your hair? Are you going to, you know, go back to your curls? And, you know, so you just have to be comfortable within yourself. And we do have the power. So you either stand for, what's the saying? You stand for something. Or fall for anything. Or fall for anything. Um, even my, um, my guy, you know, he uh, is Rastafarian. And um, he works for a corporate um, um, Oakland County Commission, you know, and he's the only one with the, the all his hair and a lock, and he has a full beard and everything. And he said it's his religion. They was like, you know, you're gonna have to cut your locks, and you're gonna. He was like, no, but well, then I won't have this job. So mm-hmm. you gotta stay stern in what you believe in, and the universe or God or whatever your beliefs are. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to make it. You'll be able to survive, but. Uh, you, we really. I'm, I'm just glad in this point in time that we have more representation of right. different natural hairstyles and people um, wanting to go that route and you know sticking together on their job mm-hmm. and you know whatever. I mean, just don't be stuck in an unhappy place. If you're in a workplace and they're discrimination, discriminating you against your natural hair, you want to be happy by all means so if you're not happy and and you're getting treated a certain way it's time to just reevaluate what you want to do because it's all about you being happy all right i have a question for um the woman that has a job she's been working the job 
what about you guys' journey in working uh, with natural hair as you all are entrepreneurs now, but weren't always entrepreneurs, what was it like in the choices and decisions that you made? And also, did you ever feel as though you needed a perm or to have straight hair or to have a certain style to get a certain type of job? Yes. Um, um, I went to um, fashion school in Detroit, um, vocation school at Randolph for fashion merchandising. So. Um, I ended up getting a job in uh, Northland at Winkleman's and different jobs, but I definitely, at that time in the 80s, um, I definitely had a perm already. And you know, to how that corporate look, my mother worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield, so I knew the corporate look and how you wanted to look. Um, then I fast forward, I ended up um, moving to New York and I had a perm there. And the same jobs that I would go to, like, oh, I wanted to work in Somerset, and um, I came in there, and I just think that th at that time, um, they just didn't want to hire <laughs> uh, blacks in Somerset at that time, I think. So when I went to interview for um, Ann Taylor or Liz Claiborne at the time, they would say you needed a client book first before you can get here. I'm like, well, can I build a clientele? That, within that happening, and then I moved to New York, me having a look with the straight hair, I got hired like real quick. Like you just, I had that look that was polished and the way they wanted you to look um, when I worked um, at Ann Taylor and different jobs. And then I started working at Macy's and that's when I started to transition from, from kinky hair to natural hair. And um, it was, well received, I, but I had a beautician and I worked some, I mean, I, I went to a beautician to work with my hair and to keep it up, but it was hard even with some of my coworkers, like, you know, once they saw my hair straightened and I switched over, it was the coworkers, but that, it, it was so sensitive in New York as far as race relations and things that you can say because it's so diverse that I was able to transition corporately in, in uh, New York without uh, any problems with um, employees or um, getting a job um, with my hair with braids or two-strand twist comb coils. Those were all the different styles that I was rocking when I was natural and you had other people that, that were doing the same, but I still got my hair done often and really was, you know, really wanted my hair to look tip just I didn't even want frizz I just I mean like I just wanted it to be very neat that I was really so it still was like a nervous time it still. was still a nervous time because I just wanted to make sure I it was presentable and mm -hmm. neat every single day it was a lot of work luckily I didn't have to go through that because when I went back natural I was um I started working at textures by Nefertiti um in Midtown so I was already around that um, natural hair community, so I didn't have to really, you know, go through is go through um, any, you know. Yeah, me moving back to Detroit, um, working for Pure Detroit. Um, the great thing, Sean and Kevin, they were um, okay with me being natural. They kind of like, you know, it was easier when I came back to Detroit in two thousand um, one, and I started working for. Um, different companies that they were okay with the look of my twist or mm -hmm. you know my two strand twist extensions that they, they really liked that look i got hired now i'm back and i'm in somerset now i'm working at bcbg they hired me you know like i had the credentials now because i'm from new york and i didn't work at these stores that they had me as an asset and they also liked the look you know right. so it was kind of cool so all the different people that the Caucasians that hire me here and then after that working for Sean and Kevin I end up working at Texas by Nefertiti so I was able to you know be which here. which that brings me to the next question do you think that having natural hair could actually give depending upon the industry what industries where natural hair would help somebody in the workplace what industries that would help people yeah with? if you had natural hair um, what industries do you think would be more apt to probably look at that and say, okay, that's cool. We really want somebody like that. I think, well, I don't know it's if it's the industry. Um, a lot of, we do a lot of um, 
what is it, movies here in Detroit. And I see that when they looking for extras, they want somebody with natural hair. And if you see on commercials, every African-American woman mostly has natural hair. I really don't see any straight um, women in commercial oh. with I'm thinking of artist jobs. I yeah. mean, like um, people that are, um, I mean, architects. Um, like I have so many different clients that um, that are transitioning. That's mm -hmm. um, a social work, <laughs> mm -hmm. social workers. Um, we have a lot of nurses. Yes, nurses. We have got a lot of. Um, we have cops. a doctor. <laughs> we have a lot of cops. <laughs> we do their hair. Um, they get twists. They get. Um, they have locks. So, yeah. Daycare workers, we have a lot of different clientele. Um, but some of them, they still have to struggle with their we hair. We have doctors. Be we have doctors. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many levels of doctors that we have. But right. Yeah. Um, I think most all industries are open. And if they if they trying to push not being prejudiced and, you know, and they want to work in a, a diverse, uh, you know, Google, all those different companies, mm -hmm. uh, Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans. We have a lot of, like, it's, it's, it's like now people could, it's more of an expression on some jobs. And, I mean, I think more of the jobs now are uh, more lenient and more trying to be family. You can be, you know... Um, it seemed like they bowl together, they doing different things together, and you know, most of our clients is just, they have diverse and they have great personalities. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, people like working with fun and cool mm -hmm. people, and I think now, you know, uh, you being more in tune with your look, I think people respect that, you know. And even though um, there is problems in corporate America with us wearing our hair natural, I think we could be our worst enemies ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. going in and, not even asking questions, just going and just switching your whole look up, you know, not with, with just not a second thought. So, and an elder or a person that's an older head on the job, they might they will come into clients or women and trying to offer advice on like maybe you need to tone your hair down. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to, to make them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So we have to. I mean, be I, your voice. I, I'm. I'm. I, whenever I go anywhere, I'm not. I'm not angry and I'm not a prejudiced person and I feel like I'm a representation of somebody natural that's happy and not judgmental and, 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 and or racist or anything. I'm just, whatever you give me, I give back, you know what I mean? I just, it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, the preconceived notions that somebody have, that's their thing, it's not really my thing. I. I'm a firm believer that you should come as you are. I, I'm not a believer of trying to put on a mask or a Halloween costume to attract a certain person because you can make them somewhat confused to who you are and what you are um, walking in the door. So perfect example, that movie where the lady, it, it's an old movie. Oh, I'm going to get you sucker? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that was that was to the extreme, but yes, um, she was nothing of what she was. Not so um, nothing was by real. the end of the day, she was bald head, didn't have legs, but you yeah, know, no fingernails. At the club, she was off the hook. <laughs> so, um, so just please come as you are. Just be comfortable in your own skin, and you're going to attract exactly what you want. Attraction. And, and okay, and as far as relationships is, we want to just start off with the fact that you might have been with this guy since she was like 15, 16. So we started off with natural hair. That's the only way he's seen us. That was the vision. So with that being said, when you decide to change your hair, of course you will want to have that discussion with your significant other. You know, you, everybody wants to please or... You know, when my boyfriend say he likes me, likes how I look, that looks good. That means something to me versus somebody in the street. Like, what he likes means something to me. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, you, you might want to work with your person and tell them why you're doing it. And, you know, that maybe both of you guys could grow together and getting better, better visions because, you know, we have been sold visions. But now we're in 2018. We have options. Right. A lot of options. So at that, with that being said, it's important for you to stay in your lane. And if you do want to be natural and people fall off, that's going to be the whole journey is mm -hmm. kind of like that. Like it, either people going to feel you or they not just 
be ready to, and I hate to use the word lonely, but you came here by yourself. We really gonna have to develop that relationship with ourselves mm -hmm. to the confidence level become up where you can be okay with being yourself. So when I turned to be natural, I was celibate at that time. So I was totally by myself. And I was totally looking at how I wanted to love myself and attract someone that would love me for who I am. Right. So I was really ready to just do my work, try to eat right, try to vibrate to get better. But I was um, made sure I put myself around a community of people that were doing it. Uh, educating myself around people that was doing uh, or seeing a lot of different visions and purposely looking at different visions of my hair and uh, different natural hair textures and and trying to figure out how I want to be. I want to still be f sophisticated with it. I know the look that I want and I went for it. And, and luckily in my journey with the dating, every boyfriend I had was down with the cause and nobody ever really went against that, but I've never dated anybody that didn't really like or wanted to learn more. I was attracted to guys that wanted to learn more right. about our culture mm -hmm. and was fine with our culture. So I think with my journey, it's, it's been very smooth. The clientele is different. Um, I do have a question. Do men approach you differently with natural hair? Like, um, than with, like, I guess, I guess, uh, what do they call it? Temperature hair? I'm on. I'm, well, you I don't know, even know how to call it. Like, you know, texture. I mean, like, uh, you know, like hair a perm straight or whatever. Perm yeah. Or, uh, yeah, as soon as I moved back to Detroit, you know, it was like queen, goddess, you know, um, they put you, they, you know, get up for a seat. The same guy that cussed my, somebody else out and talked to them. You know how we just, like your boys had the girls in the hood and they talked to them a certain type of way. But when I come around, it's like, it was a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Or they would constantly say, excuse me, before they start cussing. And I have to let them know, just be you yeah, while we're here. Not, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't really want to. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like to accept it. I took the seat and I said, yeah, I, I took the compliment of Queen or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, I did get treated differently. And you also are treated like, you know, all black history facts and that, you know, you know, like, you know, a lot more than what because you mm -hmm. you really make the transition to be natural. Some people look at that as so respectful because of how hard it is for them to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, also, did it bring about a different type of guy that did approach you like if they're interacting with you differently like was it a different type of guy that approached you with natural hair versus not natural hair yes uh not a different type of guy um but the way they approach the the approach was totally different to when i was wearing a perm and straight hair it was um just, you know, uncomfortable approaches like, hey, any fries to go with that shake? You know, it was stuff like that. Then when, when I went back to natural, I was not getting hollered at at all, no. which I was cool with that, too. <laughs> yeah. I was I was happily shopping and not being followed around when I had the straight hair. I was being followed around the grocery store. And, you know, so I embraced that because that freedom yeah. I, I did. It was like I, I just it, it was like you can be in the room with people and ain't nobody trying to kick it with you. And but it, cool. it was just like, especially when mine was short, it was like even they, even they thought that I might be gay or yeah. something. And <clears throat> I mean, or she's different or my cousin on some different stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, with my family and relationships to family, too, because this mm -hmm. is not just about love and relationships. It's like relationships overall, like your right. family and everything when you change. Mm -hmm. Because there's questions they're going to start asking you, are you OK? When I first cut all my hair off to like two inches, I was getting inboxed. Are you all right? You know, and we heard you lost weight. Are you okay? You know, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just cut off the damage, you know. So I really had to brace myself to asking questions and letting them know, yeah, I'm okay. And explaining them the process because most, some people don't know the process of just having natural hair and cutting that damage off. So And revisiting how you look. But, I, but I'm going to tell you, though, them Caucasians and the Asians... They, they was coming. It. I mean, like, I mean, like, even when me, I mean, when I came back home, I was dating a Mexican slash white guy. You know, his mother was white, his daddy's Mexican, tall though, so you just see a white man. And he liked my hair natural. I mean, he 
I even tried to get one of them flat braided styles, and he was like, you look like everybody else. Like, just put your twist back in. That's so you. So I got more confidence from, oh, and then my ex-boyfriend that was Trinidadian, he was already, like, all for go natural, get mm -hmm. the braids, I'll take you, you know, wherever you want to go. It was like all that support. But when I came back home, you know, people was like mad. Now they was like, I don't know what you want from me. You weren't trying to talk to me. Then he stepped to me and mm -hmm. Well, and in this, and he's going to be working with the show a whole lot more. I got okay. Joe Black, who's had locks for what the up, longest. Joe? I want hey, Joe, Joe to speak <laughs> on like, because today's episode is about dating and natural hair. So when you started getting locks did it change the way women interacted with you hold on oh we like that we was one yes <laughs> i think the the natural hair phenomenon and the reactions that you get from it are different between men and women generally with men it's more of a positive reaction we tend to get more women looking at us that mm -hmm. way um like they want to touch your hair different mm -hmm. things like that uh from all races really yes yes um, especially caucasians they <laughs> always want to touch your hair but as far as like from a man's perspective i think um a lot of times it's it's a little bit different now because i get perceived to be a certain way right because i wear my hair in locks either people think i'm a rastafarian or they think I'm a thug. Mm -hmm. When and they know you got the bag on you. You know you right, got the gas. Right, right. They, they always they always think I'm holding too. So, <laughs> yes. You know. But, um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of a hard thing to shake, especially with the kind of imagery that's presented in the mm -hmm. media, of uh, especially with men with locks. Right. Um, generally, men with locks are perceived to be like the little Johns and mm -hmm. little the, the young thugs mm -hmm. and. You know, those types of images are generally what come to mind, either that or Rastafarians. Right. I'm just somebody that likes to wear my hair natural. I mean, not only does it connect me to my culture, yes. but it's relatively low maintenance. You know, I can get up and just go. Yeah. Straighten out my hair just a little bit and mm -hmm. I can go. Yeah. Um, so it saves me time in the mornings, getting ready, different things like that. Mm -hmm. But no barbershop um, trips. Yeah, I don't have to go to the barbershop. Well, that's what Dick Gregory was kind of talking about when he went through his evolution of, um, you know, us being men having to have being clean faced it right um and that and that's also in relationship you know being clean in the corporate world and having a clean face and versus him saying he questioned himself like simple questions god gave me this hair it grew it grow like this mm -hmm. like why am i cutting it so right. he stopped cutting his hair all together so that's why he started bearding mm -hmm. and he just brushed his hair back so really if you want to go you can get lined up right. but in reality why are we cutting hair that naturally grows on your face like that you know what i mean why are we trying to change the texture of our hair that naturally grow out like that like uh, it saves a lot of money when we get that freedom you know oh my like gosh, yes remember to like Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city.